And welcome back to another edition of 30 Racket Sports, the special holiday weekend edition. It is Monday, July 5th for a fun edition of 30 Rack of Sports. Guys, today we've got a little bit of a light show. Not a whole lot going on in the state, but still a lot to talk about. We're talking uh, the All-Star Game in baseball coming up next week. We're talking national er, uh, name, likeness, and image. Name, image, and likeness? Yeah. NIL? NIL. And uh, nil. the nil. hell is real Darby, speaking of some nils. Hopefully, uh three four no win for the columbus Uh-oh. crew Uh-oh. coming up this weekend we'll get into that a whole lot and we've got a got a fun beer from uh a nationally known brewery but has their own special uh craft tap house in cincinnati but before we get that to get to that of course our intros to my right is a guy who's probably trying to launder some sort of money to get 30 rack to sponsor Ohio State athletes. I <laughs> uh, hear they get free tattoos if they give 30 oh, rack uh, some oh. golden pants. Hey. It's Zach. Zach, how are we doing today? Hey. We're going to reinstate all those records. Everybody's on good terms. I think Bush should get his uh, Heisman back. It's crazy. Yeah. Bring back Wild Terrell Pryor for, for one last ride. Exactly. <laughs> I think he's been stabbed one too many times. I don't know if he's available. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a great start wow off to a great start uh to my left the man on the ones and twos the man who would probably sell his soul for a reds wild card win unfortunately management's looking to sell it off at the deadline for a couple of low level prospects it's josh josh how we doing how we feeling about those red legs we're feeling great about the red legs what? you know i was thinking you know we were out enjoying the weather before the show on your porch you could use a broom out there and uh I just happened to have one fresh off really? of a little sweep down at Ooh. Great American Ballpark of your Chicago Cubbies. Wow. <laughs> We're climbing the ladder. Unfortunately, the Brewers, you know, having played only low-level clubs this month, have gone on a tear and are now in a commanding lead of the NL Central. But as I was telling you guys, I don't get many chances to be this cheery about my teams. Well, Cincinnati off the sweep. FC Cincinnati, only two losses in their last six matches, guys. Hey, guess what? The Reds, I mean, after a big win, longest homestand of the year, probably well over 500 and not just another short losing streak away from being back into the 500 purgatory. They've been all year. (laughs) That wouldn't be our roller coaster. No, (laughs) sir. Especially not with a trip to uh, one of the former Reds TV. I was going to say. Favorite place in Kansas City. (laughs) Or from a... Public relations standpoint, our trip to Kansas City has to go better than last year. <laughs> so, uh, guys, we'll see what happens there. We have a lot to talk about. Baseball. Oh, and this is Greg, everyone, to to my right and Zach's left. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. The guy who drinks Ohio beer, buys Ohio beer, but doesn't always read the label to make sure it's Ohio Let beer. Let us stumble through this intro, by the we're, way. We're just all over the place. We're all over the place. And I, that's kind of how we've always oh, been yeah. on this show. News, 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 news. <laughs> it's a new era in Columbus, gentlemen. The crew opened up Lower.com Field Saturday to a raucous Nordecki and were able to fight back from a two-goal deficit to net a 2-2 draw versus the East-leading New England Revolution, thanks to Jossi Zardes' goal and forced own goal by the Revolution. The crew now head into their first ever game at TQL Stadium 
for a Friday night derby versus FCC for the first derby in the new stadium era. Speaking of the squad down in Cincinnati, they also got a result this weekend with a 1-1 tie versus Houston, heading into next week on a three-game unbeaten streak. Wow. A tie for the squad's longest ever unbeaten streak in MLS play. In baseball, the rosters were announced this past week for next week's All-Star Game, with both Ohio ball clubs having multiple representatives. The Tribe gets two reserves on the AL side, with Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber making the team. And the Reds have two starters for the first time since Brandon Phillips and Joey Votto manned the right side of the infield in 2013, with Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos taking the two corner outfield spots for the NL team in Denver. Staying in baseball was a weekend of sweeps across the state. In Cleveland, the Tribe unfortunately dropped all four games to the Houston Asterisk, averaging just two and a half runs per game as the club's mass unit of injuries may be starting to catch up with them, being losers of six straight heading into Tampa tonight. On a brighter note, for the Reds, they took all three from the Cubbies this weekend in Cincinnati to make it a 7-4 and four homestand for the Red Legs and vault them into second place in the NL Central and just five and a half games back of the wild card. As it sits today, both Ohio ball clubs are three games over 500 with less than four weeks until the deadline and plenty of interesting decisions to be made for both teams. And finally, guys, some awful news out of Columbus and uh, the Blue Jackets organization. As the club released a statement this morning that goaltender Matisse Kivlenix had tragically passed following a fireworks accident in Michigan on Sunday night. Uh, 30 Rack's thoughts are with the Kivlenix family and the entire Blue Jackets organization during this difficult time. So guys, very tough situation. And once again, always during those weekends with fireworks, stay safe. Guys, those are your OH headlines. Guys, our beer of the week comes from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is the Kvate the Red, Red IPA from the Sam Adams Tap Room in Cincinnati. Um, so Sam Adams is owned by Cincinnati native Jim Cook. So a lot of people aren't familiar with that. Is from Cincinnati. So the two main tap rooms, Boston and Cincinnati. So they have their own tap room here, have their own beers that they brew in Cincinnati part of the Ohio Craft Brewers Association. So they have their own kind of local beers for the area. And this is Kvik uh, the Red, their Red IPA. Uh, just quick shout out to my guy, Curtis, who uh, was one of the co-ops for Sam Adams. I actually had some help in brewing this beer. So uh, really excited to try it. What are, what are your guys' really thoughts on it? Zach, I know you're a big IPA guy. Um, Let me take another sip. It's different. It is different. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely not, not in a bad way. I actually really like it. Uh, I need another sip to kind of. It's not your standard IPA. It's no. almost kind of like. Uh, I mean, when I first saw it, I you know when you say the red, I'm thinking of you know red ales stuff mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't quite have the hoppiness of an IPA, but it's almost no. kind of like a like a hybrid red ale IPA because it's got that slight hop at the end. I think it's really good, but it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's one of those that you know. I don't think the name quite does it justice. No, no, I was ready for uh, you know getting punched in the mouth with that uh, hoppiness and bitterness. But yeah, it's it's got a 
very smooth taste to it that you oh, don't have in a an IPA technically or generally. Um, but no, I really actually like this. It's uh, it's a nice beer to sit out on that back porch you have there in the heat and just kind of sip on this. So uh, the main part of this beer that's kind of interesting is the uh, Kvike yeast. And one of the reasons I think for some of the the flavor of it, kind of that clean, smooth taste, is that yeast. So originally, this yeast is from uh, southwestern Norway, and it was kind of lost, you know, across time, but was rediscovered in recent years. And the thing about this yeast is normally, you know, you have to get the beer very cold in the in order for the yeast to activate and to not mm. die off and stuff like this. But this this yeast works up to I think it's like 110 Fahrenheit. And, uh, you know, is able to work and die off in, in a little bit more difficult conditions, higher alcohol content. Mm. So it's one of the few yeasts that don't give that, uh, you know, unwanted flavor or odor kind of that, you know, you just kind of have to deal with sometimes with beers. So it's becoming very popular in the craft brewing realm mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, it's it's able to get that kind of smooth flavor without any of those unwanted additives. And it makes brewing a little bit easier that if everything's not perfect, it can still kind of ferment the beer. That's interesting. That is interesting. So it's a very, almost just a more efficient yeast. Yeah, it's, it's a much more efficient yeast. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, the flavor of it is so different from, we've been on the string of IPAs and a lot of them have been more traditional. This is, I'm trying to compare it to something, but I don't Can't, know if I've yeah. ever had an IPA like this before. It's so, I mean, if you just look, take a look at the color oh, yeah. of it, it's more of like a dark amber mm -hmm. than, you know, these past couple IPAs we've had have had that golden citrus color. So this is very unique in um, Sam Adams Taproom in Cincinnati, right across the street from TQL Stadium. So I'm sure it'll be packed this weekend uh, for Hell is Real Derby. Certainly true. Uh, very interesting beer, but very good beer. Something that yeah. I'm actually, uh, you know, looking forward to enjoying during the rest of the podcast it reminds me a lot of you know some of the red ales that i've had i really do like red ales um but it's got that extra hoppiness that mm -hmm. i think is very interesting i would almost say it's more of a hoppy red ale than a red ipa yeah. but mm -hmm. you know fits exactly a, a very nice style and fits a lot of points that i wasn't even really aware that beers no to. i had to so, adjust uh, my palate for it yeah shout out to uh the Kvike Yeast, and shout out to Sam Adams Brewing. Always a good decision. Quick sips. All right, it is time for our first quick sip. We're talking uh, the All-Star game. Last week, both the NL and AL All-Star rosters were announced. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, some uh, Indians and Reds on both the teams. Going into some of the starters uh, for the American League, you got Sal Perez, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Marcus Simeon from the Blue Jays, uh, Devers and Bogarts on the left side from the Red Sox, Mike Trout. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, good ball player. Uh, Teoscar <laughs> Hernandez. Good prospect coming up. Good, good prospect. Aaron Judge and this Otani guy who's trying to be like Babe Ruth or something. Sideshow. Sideshow. Side yeah. Money then, in the waters. Uh, on the National League, I can't tell if it's 2020 or 2010, Buster Posey. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, the other Frazier, Adam from the Pirates at second base, Nolan Arenado, 
uh, Fernando Tatis and Ronald Acuna Juniors. Hmm. The juniors. Those two kids are pretty good. The juniors. And then uh, two guys from the Reds. I've never heard of them. Nick Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. And Winkler from Jesse Winkler from the Reds. I heard believe. those guys. Uh, the guy who used Jesse Winkler. Every time I hear that name, it cracks me up. That sounds like a little girl pop star name. <laughs> Jesse Winkler. The guy who uh, used to have to platoon with Philip Irvin. Yes, of course, that guy. <laughs> so uh, we're going through talking our favorite all stars from the uh, NL and the AL. Zach, we'll start with you. What? Why was I start with me? Okay. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you then. Nope, you've lost your you've <laughs> lost your privilege. Josh, start at the top. Favorite <clears throat> AL All Stars. Oh, I just have I have one AL. Oh yeah, one AL. Yeah, I just did my my top three my favorite across the league. Uh, obviously, got to start with the show. Shohei Otani. Heard of him? Yes. Doing things only Babe Ruth has done. I mean, actually, doing things that Babe Ruth has not done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he became the first guy to ever be an all-star pitcher and all-star position player, all-star DH in the same year. I mean, that's insane. And I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite highlights in baseball right now is watching Otani turn on an inside pitch. Oh, yeah. Like he looks like Babe Ruth, the way he cranks his whole body like oh, around yeah. on those. Uh, second, I mean, big fly Otani son, unbelievable call. <laughs> <laughs> second is Nick Castellanos, uh, the Reds' right fielder, hitting three thirty nine, uh, best batting average in the NL, most total bases in the National League, <laughs> has the most hits. And uh, doubles in all of baseball, went on that crazy 20-game hit streak, uh, even better fielder, great arm, solid clubhouse guy, bringing us the dual outfielder tandem first since. You try to say Castellanos uh, is like a great fielder. Got a good arm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Oh, I'll, I'll get, we'll get to defensive run save then. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, gotta, I know you got yeah. a good one there. Uh, my third, I know you guys think I'm doing two Reds guys, but I mean, I have to give mad respect to Buster Posey, who yep. took a year off from baseball yep. last year. He's 34 years old. I mean, he's batting 325. Almost as old as you, Zach. Jeez. Yeah, man. Whew, getting up there. Uh, he's now a seven time All Star I and mean, anchoring an electric Giants baseball team that is somehow leading baseball i'm old enough to call these rookies like kids now which is hilarious children yeah. well he's a good kid young guns young guns young well guns. do you have any young uh, guns that are in your top three zach young guns oh yeah i mean i'm i'm excited for uh i'm gonna be like real baseball basic bitch right now but like tatis anybody hello yeah crazy excited. i love that kid i think he's like the most fun player in baseball right now. Uh, perfect for baseball. Got a big personality. Owns it. Flaunts the the old timers rules. Um, so obviously excited about that. I think on a big stage. GABP on Thursday night when the Padres were playing the Reds, he was signing autographs along the third base line. Yeah, basically up until first pitch. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Great for baseball. Great for baseball. Great for baseball. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go below the radar. Freddie Freeman, who I feel has always been a guy who's just been very, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like Mike Trout, just not yeah, quite that stature, but just like personality wise. Never but, won uh, an MVP, right? Except for last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I still think like if you ask people who Freddie Freeman is, ninety percent of people aren't gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. Nah, not, I mean, I just think he continues fan. to do, especially on a team that's been struggling. Um, and then gotta give it up to Jose. Ramirez, Mr. LaPara, um, repping Cleveland. Beebs will be there hanging out, chilling. He's hurt, but actually, I don't know if he's going to go, actually. But 
still on the roster. You can still count it. Still count it. Still count it. I mean, as weird as this year's been. I mean, I think there's a couple snubs, but Greg, what are you feeling? Uh, so I just have kind of my three favorites, some interesting stories. Uh, first off, I mean, I got to do the one near and dear to my heart. Former Cub, former Middletown Mitty, Kyle Schwarber, OPS over 900, the best OPS and batting average seasons of his career. Uh, you know, hit 16 home runs in a month. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is barely been matched. I, I mean, mean this guy's America. from Middletown. He's from, and he's been hitting bombs. Also, you know, at times has been labeled as a minus defender as far as defensive runs saved, actually on par with starting corner outfielder Jesse Winger and better than starter starting corner outfielder Nick Castellanos. <laughs> so. Most I don't know. Shows Josh's uh, homer right analysis. Field in great American ballpark go out of the ballpark. Go, so. go out of there anyway. So shout out to Schwarber. You know, kind of a guy that, I mean, a guy that was released. Mm-hmm. The Cubs were too poor to pay for him. Nah, he played. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> come playing, on. But still, for what they paid for him, it could have gotten him back, no problem. Oh, yeah. They, they, they basically got Kyle Schwarber and Jack Peterson. So I mean, we're talking about a guy basically. from Middletown. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> Josh is hammering the middle down thing. So number two, I have I I think one of uh one of the better stories in this year for the Blue Jays, uh, Marcus Simeon, who's hitting two eighty six, uh, best um, batting average of his career, actually leads the AL in uh, WAR by a positional player. Is second overall, only behind that Otani fella. So has been awesome in the field and uh, and batting. Only has four errors. And he was a guy, I mean, a lot of people probably don't remember his early years in Oakland, but there was a week that I believe he had like four or five errors in a week for Oakland. Like he had 35 errors. Like he was constantly getting clowned out there. Has had a very good season for a Blue Jays team that if they could just stop blowing three-run leads (laughs) in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings would be the best team in baseball. And then finally, I mean, a guy that, you know, it's just so good that no one even thinks. Kind of in like almost the Mike Trout category. Uh, Jacob Degrom, just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, oh ninety five ERA to uh, he's to, doing something to really hammer it home. He's currently his current slash lines as a hitter are two hundred two twenty six three twenty three, <laughs> while his opponents are hitting one twenty two one fifty seven two twenty four off Jeez. of him. He's doing something. He's striking out. I don't know if it's still at this rate, but I know in through May, he was striking out literally half of the batters that he faced. I mean, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. Absurd. I, I want to know what he's taking, is what I'm saying. I don't know how you all send up your uh, your fellow there at his age. Come on. Come, come on. Come on. Look, we already got the state. He's the one guy that's kept all of his spin rates pretty much the same after everything's been banned. Oh, miracle. I did say, like, I'm talking old school stuff, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh... Definitely some guys to be, I mean, to be applauded. A lot of them having really good seasons. All nine mm-hmm. guys that we mentioned. But, of course, with every uh, player that made it, there are a few snubs. So, Zach, I believe you got the snub list for us. Any any big snubs here? Uh, not a ton. Like, I, you know, obviously a lot of guys voted in or selected, and then they're hurt, and then baseball kind of makes up for some of those snubs. Um, two that really stood out, or one that did, obviously, I think Max Scherzer, um, he had a streak of seven consecutive all-star appearances, not counting last year since they didn't have one. Um, he's got like a 2.1 ERA right now and probably pretty close to like one of the top years of his career. And 
I mean, he had better numbers, in my opinion, than like Darvish, for example. Um, not a lot, but I mean, he's yeah. he's right there, and I was yeah. kind of shocked by that. Um, and another guy, I think based on who they put in for the infield, doesn't have a huge case, but just uh, Manny Machado, I think, is having, you know, guy who's always been an excellent defender, always been kind of up and down hitting, but it's really having a nice comeback year. But the pod's already got four guys. So yeah, it's kind of hard to throw a fifth in there, but I mean, Tatis is a, I mean, isn't he's overshadowed. He's an awesome yeah. player, but like Machado makes a lot of the plays and, you know, he's the glue has guy. been I'm up and team. down defensively and Machado has been solid. I mean, Machado is a gold glove, right? And yeah. he's, he's been the glue guy. So just, those are kind of my two. I don't know if anybody else really jumped out at me. I kind of thought the couple of the Indians back end guys might've had a little bit of an argument, but yeah. So let us know. Your top NL or AL All-Stars, maybe any potential uh, snubs, um, let us know at 30 Rack of Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For our next quick sip, we're going into the college realm, guys. We are talking uh, name, image, and likeness usage. So uh, the big news last week, um, after some Supreme Court rulings, some other rulings in you know various courts, finally, as of July 1st, uh, NCAA players are allowed to use their name, image, and likeness for money. So that includes you know car dealerships or whatever. Um, one of the examples, Spencer Rattler is being sponsored by Canes, so he's doing like Love Canes ads and oh, whatnot. Sounds good right now. Uh, there are a few. Uh, no, no, she can't do like, uh, alcohol, porn, uh, I believe gambling, something like that. Can't have a fans only page? Can't have an only fans (laughs) page, apparently. (laughs) And then if you go to BYU, they also ban coffee. So no coffee. I believe nothing political too. None of the devil's beans. (laughs) None of the devil's beans. So we were thinking, you know, with all the great athletes around Ohio, uh, you know, past and present. Who would you have liked to see be sponsored by someone? You know, also, we have the NCAA video game coming up. Maybe someone potentially for uh, a cover of it. You know, some great players at Ohio State and Cincinnati right now. Heck, you could even do something like, uh, you know, back in the day, O.J. Simpson for Sonny D. Juice is the on juice. the loose. <laughs> buy, think of that Ford Bronco. Or do like Ford Bronco buy, commercials. Buy, well, buy, uh, <laughs> buy 10 bottles of Sonny D and get a free pair of Isotoner gloves. <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> i told you i was gonna have to get the joke off so uh josh we'll start with you because zach's ungrateful for starting first. <laughs> i don't care. um i was just who were some of the top players that you would have liked to see maybe get some sponsorship sponsorship deals in the past or present um one guy that i would have liked to seen on the cover of ncaa football and just would have been nice to play him on that game um and i know he that was a childhood dream of his is joe burrow i mean and there's a lot of guys you could say that about a lot of the current or former Mm. afc north quarterbacks Uh, i mean uh lamar jackson incredible athlete now but insane in college Uh, someone someone who not didn't necessarily pan out in the nfl but was amazing in college johnny Manziel. i mean we never got to use those guys, hey, and especially he already, he already cashed in on his yeah, name, image, yeah. like but especially just like using those. Isn't he in college now? 
Uh, and then another He's one. He's just doing finger painting. That's about the <laughs> highest level of college he got. So another uh, guy who just would have had all the sponsors, and uh, again would have been super fun to play in NCAA football game, but who would have been great to have for all the sponsors because he was such an insane utility guy at Stanford. Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Like that dude could have racked up, and you know, Ooh, buddy. he's got. I mean, he's. I forget what he's in now. He was in something this past year, but he's one of those guys in the NFL. Yeah, he was in a commercial. Like, I don't remember. Dude's great in every commercial he's in. He's just yeah, gonna be that face I, I know, of I all these different doing, products. Uh, I mean, he was doing the the Amazon Prime like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. replay thing where he's like, "Oh, watch this flip that I'm about yeah, to do." Right, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of got that face for TV yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. Those are mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, do you have anybody? Um. I couldn't really think of anybody in Ohio that I was like, ooh, that would be great. I mean, yeah, Justin Fields, I think, would have been a blast to play on like NCAA football. I mean, hopefully the new version, they'll be able to bring those guys, like do the old teams or something like that. Well, um, and even the guys that like did get to play, like I'm thinking like Troy Smith, like oh, te- yeah. technically was a part of that game. But now you can use the Right, you can make it more. Really yeah. make it your own and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, just like a funny one. I just thought, I don't know, like Ricky Williams, I think would have cashed in big with oh, like yeah. doing like the munchies commercials with him just like saying, I'm Ricky Williams, <laughs> his eyes are naive munchies after I smoke <laughs> weed or some shit. I don't know. That was who I pictured. I just thought that's all I could think of. <laughs> uh, the, the couple guys that I had. Uh, so first off, I would have thought, you know, the late 90s Bearcats, considering like mm. those jerseys were so those, iconic. Yeah. You know, the Kenyon Martin, Dermar Johnson. should bring those back. They yeah. could have gotten some some big deals because, I mean, Tupac was wearing right. know, Cincinnati gear and whatnot. Nick Van Exel, stuff like that. Uh, the other ones that I thought... Um, Zeke for crop tops. Oh, Some side of yeah, crop yeah, tops, yeah, a yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then I had Aaron Kraft and Greg Oden for anti-aging cream. <laughs> <laughs> you came with all the jokes on this one. Ooh. Let's do it dirty. You do an Aaron Kraft. Like, you know yeah. what, though? If they would ever bring in somebody basketball back, Greg Oden would have been baller to play on oh, that. Oh, he would have been baller. That's the Just other thing. Rim protector. Be, being able to play with some of those, I mean, like, you know, you didn't get Kevin Durant till no. right after and stuff like that. And if they could do it really well, you could see some of these college kids, you know, play with some of these college teams. And it's also like there was the big lawsuit. But the thing was, well, they it was just never it was that. never about yeah. not wanting to pay people. They just couldn't. No. So, like, you know, you look at these guys that money. are they got money. that are, you know, your second string tight end from, you know, I don't know, Georgia, you know, Georgia Southern or whatever. It's like. You're probably not going to be in Madden. No. But if you can get in one of those games and, you know, I oh, mean, yeah. you remember Cardell Jones would Cardell. just sub himself out just to beat kids while he was visiting <laughs> them at the hospital. So uh, I'm curious to see if they do that. I, haven't, I don't think they officially announced yet that they were going to bring it back. No, they haven't. Uh, they, I think they've announced that they're starting to work on it, but they right. haven't fully announced when or, or what, what exactly it, the term is. But I'm saying on. if they were going to do that, I'd be curious to see how that. They said this past weekend that there is a. Announcement, a right, major announcement that. about a game resurfacing. Yeah, and but I meant like how they would negotiate that right oh, now right. without having a centralized. I think the one. Well, you know the NCA, they're usually real efficient and together on these type of legislation. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they I, they've been out in front of this for you know. <laughs> I mean, I, they always are. I've seen some <laughs> brands reach out to people, and it's like you get a thing of free stuff, and it's maybe just like, hey, if you sponsor, if you're if we're allowed to put you in this game, then you get a free copy of the game. And it's like, how many play? How what percentage? Oh, of I players think for most of the get? players, yeah. you're mid. You know, it's like you're talking easy. about. Well, 
do it for that. It's just like the high some of the high level guys. Probably most I think most guys be just willing to do it for something, but yeah, just probably have a few a, guys like yeah, show yeah. me that money just to have them in the game. And in worst case, yeah. if you know if you're missing a few high level people, then it's like one the fans are gonna get pissed at them and you know everything else. So that's true. Uh, once again, any any other thoughts? Any other guys you would love to see in in games? I mean. You know, looking back, I mean, you know, you obviously you have your Reggie Bushes and whatnot that you'd love to see reinstated. But just the one thing that I think I'm most excited about is seeing all the terrible commercials with all these college oh, kids. I mean, I'm that, stoked like, to see how bad these don't are. Don't have those like skills quite yet, but are doing you know, Jim John's used cars. Oh, I know. My so. favorites, the local like baseball players, always in like the worst local commercials with like the green screen, and they just look so. Like Mike Moustakis. Mike <laughs> I was about to do that one. The Mike Moustakis one for Jake Sweeney. Come on Auto. and see my friends at Jake Sweeney. <laughs> when I got to Cincinnati, all the guys told me, Jake Sweeney's the place to go. <laughs> it's like that's How many a- Reds players do you think drive a, what was it, Chevy place? How many of them do you think drive a Chevy? Oh, I know. That's what cracks me up. Like, yeah. Chevy Bolt. There's just Chevy Bolt's that line. Wade Miley's a very grounded fellow. I bet he drives like a Ford Explorer or something like that. Certainly (laughs) a question. Well, uh, we'll be interesting as these deals start to come out and as college sports start to come back with college football just in about two months. What kind of great ads we'll get. I'm so excited. For our big chug today, guys, we're talking soccer. Zach's excited. So we are exciting. talking this weekend the uh, the first derby in the new stadiums. Uh, this one at TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. It is the Hell is Real Derby. Uh, the Columbus Crew head to Cincinnati this weekend to take on FC Cincinnati. Uh, so far this season, uh, both teams not quite playing their best, but still figuring it out. Uh, Columbus is currently ninth in the East at at 16 points, four wins, four draws, three losses, um, but also only three points back from third place. So kind of a yeah. a mishmash in the middle there. Uh, FC Cincinnati in a le- in 11th place. They have 11 points. They are uh, three wins, two draws, and five losses. Uh, Columbus currently uh, three wins, two draws. In their last uh, six after a tough start. And then FC Cincinnati unbeaten in their last three after starting the season 1-1-5. One, one, and five. Been an interesting season so far. A little bit up and down for both teams, Josh. I think. Yeah. I think I think we'll both agree with that. Uh, starting with my crew, uh, they started the season 1-2-2. Two, and two. So one win, two draws, two losses. Only scored three goals in the first five games, all in one game. So, offense took a little bit to get started. Um, also had two losses uh, the week of May 10th on the 12th and the 16th. And uh, some recent history, that was during the whole rebranding fiasco. So, uh, the team wasn't very happy, the fans weren't very happy, and uh, it kind of took away from the product on the field, dropping two games in a row. Uh, but recently, things have been a lot better. They've taken points in five of six games, scoring multiple goals in four of the six games. Uh, also early, they did have some injuries, but uh, you know, have been pretty healthy going into this game now. They had one guy who's out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL, but for the most part, 
healthy and ready to go. Yeah, good. Getting a little little healthier there. A little healthier. Um, two FC Cincinnati started off one one and five, giving up two and a half goals per game, which is a lot. <laughs> Can I do that. Expect to win a lot of games. Uh, in the last three, the defense has been much better. They've given up only one goal in the last three games. They're uh, unbeaten during that span. So this will be FC Cincinnati's fourth game at the new stadium. They've lost the first three. So, uh, Josh, feel like fortunes may be changing? I mean, it's definitely nice to see them get some good form for once. I mean, that's that's just got to be an improvement there. I think they've finally gotten a couple uh, goals. Couple goals, defensive staff. That yep, and I've I played soccer. Yep, and I think they've gotten a couple of additions that are finally like regularly playing with the squad, and I think you're seeing those those additions finally pay off a little bit, which is nice. Got I mean, all the visa issues worked out. All the visa issues worked out, and I know they haven't been great in the new stadium, but I mean, in their last four road games, they have three wins and a tie. I mean, they've taken points every very the last four road Canadian games teams that play in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that the last one. Ad- they've really fought against those home field advantages of those Canadian teams in Florida. The last game, though, I mean, to go to Houston and go down early and then come back right away to answer and hold on to that for the next 80 minutes for a draw against a easily, I would say, we agree that Houston's a playoff bound team in the West. So you're starting to see that pay oh, off. Man. And now I think the test is can you continue with the form, the good form? Well,. They uh, come home for, as we mentioned, the first derby in the new stadium. A little history for the derby. They've had uh, seven meetings, uh, six since the, you know, FC Cincinnati moved up to the MLS. Uh, Currently, the crew leads three to two, and then there were two draws. Uh, The teams played four games last year because of the weird schedule with, Mm. you know, the tournament at the beginning and then games trying to stay relatively local because of the pandemic. Um, for the uh, game down in Orlando for the MLS back tournament, Columbus won four to nothing, and then also won three to nothing in Columbus. Oh, while FC Cincinnati took points in both games at Nippert with a nil nil draw in the first game, and then the last game of the season uh, between the teams was a two to one FC Cincinnati victory. Uh, down in Cincinnati. So um, the FCC is much better at home. They are 2-1-1 one, and one, um, at Nippert in the four games. So maybe a little bit more hope for the teams. But, uh, you know, also history has shown that the team with a little bit more history in the league and maybe a little bit more uh, solid team has certainly taken advantage of FC Cincinnati at times. Yeah, and I I will say I think we're going to be in for a really great game because history will also show you that when these teams are up and down in the ways that they are right now, that they are some pretty crazy games. We'll remember that uh, was it a two two draw or three two win in Columbus? Yeah, the two two draw in Columbus I think was one of the went up two two nothing early. Yeah, kind of fought back. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was one of the best matches in the young rivalry there. But that was a point mid season where you were both teams were very you know really hadn't well Columbus hadn't quite found their footing yet, and FC Cincinnati is FC Cincinnati fallen completely yeah hadn't fallen completely off the tracks yet, and you saw a very very intense. Uh, high octane game there so i think with the crowd that they're expecting at tql stadium um and the one later on in the year at lower.com field 
You're gonna see some, some you're great gonna, stadium uh, names. Some you're gonna awesome see some uh, some great rivalry action from this series this year, I think. But I think the one thing that you noted, I mean, seeing you know the videos of TQL, seeing the one video so far from the new Crew Stadium. Both stadiums are a lot louder than what you would hear because oh, they kind yeah. of have that like you know the half roof kind of yeah, closed that in area. Keeps it, yeah. Uh, you know, more kind of fan accessibility. You know, both stadiums obviously Nippert. You know, it's a football stadium, and then the historic Crew Stadium was kind of the first of its kind. So, right. kind of figuring it out. The acoustics in there weren't great, at least for fan engagement. So, definitely the fans will be louder. Uh, you know, I know from a Crew side, hearing what I've been hearing, there's a large portion of Crew fans coming down. Obviously, with the short drive, uh, a large amount of FC Cincinnati fans going to be there. Tickets are not cheap if you want to go to the games. So. It should at least be a fun environment for both sides. Yeah, definitely. I, that's all I'm expecting, is a fun environment, and we haven't gotten to pack a stadium. It'll be my first time um, going to like a packed, sold-out game in years. It's going to feel awesome. <laughs> sad Cincinnati fan. Sad state of affairs. It's more because of the pandemic, but sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well. I mean, yeah, mostly just the Cincinnati part. Yeah. And just as one spot, didn't want to invite his Columbus Crew fan friend. No. Well, f- so I thought friend. I mean, Josh is embarrassed of you. You didn't know that. <laughs> Look, I'm embarrassed of myself, but I, I know how dare he want to take his girlfriend. I mean, what a piece enemy. of shit. <laughs> I would, Zach. I would have invited you. I know. I would have invited you. Single malt and with caramel and toffee notes, hops with notes of stone fruit and Norwegian Kvik yeast. This beer is named for Eric the Red. Wow. Wow. Who's that? Wow. Viking, my friend. Uh, from Norway, died in Greenland. Uh, Norse explorer. Eric the Red founded the first settlement in Greenland. Oh, wow. Uh, father <laughs> to... The man who one of my favorite holidays is named Leif Erikson. Leif Erikson. A hinga dinga durgen. <laughs> Holy shit. I like how Josh is. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Greenland. Yeah, that's that's cool. Eric the Red, oh, yeah. Also, Eric the Red's father, Thorvald Asfelsen, was banished from Norway for manslaughter. Are you saying that correctly? Asfelsen? <laughs> Asfelsen. Yeah, Asfelsen. Other fun fact, Donald Trump tried to buy Greenland. Huh. Really? And they said, you know, the, uh, the Dutch or... Yeah. The Vikings. Yeah, but like the, the Netherlands is the... Uh, they, <laughs> they, uh... Denmark owns Denmark, Denmark sorry. Yeah, very Denmark cool. owns Greenland. Oh wow, we're 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 rolling off. The... We live in a free country here. So. Oh, Donald, Donald Trump. This is taking. Donald Trump would tell you that. This is taking. Yeah, the big Trump river is taking a big right turn. You know, what he day was, is... he was a Viking too. <laughs> what day is Lee Erickson Day? That part I don't. Wow, know. so much for our favorite holiday. I don't know what the fuck it is. Isn't it like March seventeenth or something? Like I think that? it is March seventeenth. March seventeenth is St. Patrick's Day. Well, those are the same. You both drink a lot. Vikings drink a lot. Wow. I mean. Wow, Josh. That, hey, you, hey, hey. It's 2021, Josh. It's you need to, you need it's to keep October it. October 9th, so very close. <laughs> oh, we, were, we were halfway there. Josh, all the stereotypes coming out. Damn. Well, guys, that is uh, Kvik the Red, uh, named after Eric the Red. 
father of Leif Erikson, who uh, has a holiday that's observed by the U.S., Canada, and the Nordic Council. Good for the Nordics. Around 30 racks points. So we are back with our big chug. We're talking the Hell is Real Derby. Uh, a little bit of Columbus versus FC Cincinnati. Coming up here Friday at TQL Stadium. <laughs> hell is real. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I don't know if hell is real during this derby or hell is real just having to do a show with you, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Josh, we're talking some of the big players from this game. Uh, I'm, I'll start off with some of the big Columbus players. I don't know if you ever heard about them. Uh, during the seven meetings between the two clubs... Uh, I believe there have only been three people that have scored multiple goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, one player has scored seven goals in the derby, far and away the most by any player. That's Jossie Zardes. Last weekend had a goal, basically had a second goal, although it ended up being an own goal. It was misplayed by the goalie. He kind of ran the ball into the goal with the defender running right next to him. Called it an own goal, but I was like, eh. It's effort. That it's effort. Counts. It's an effort play right there. So, uh, Jossie Zardes, big-time player for the crew. Uh, also, second with three goals, Pedro Santos has been kind of that... Uh, him and Zilla Ryan have kind of been the linchpins in the midfield, a guy that can create some issues on the outside. I mean, Zilla Ryan, we know, had that wonder goal last year, but uh, Santos is a guy that can go widen the field, take things down the outside, get some crosses in. Not only gets a lot of goals, but can get some assists too. And then finally, the back line, Darlington Nagby, anchor of the crew defense, uh, one of only two players in all of MLS last year to play every minute of every game for his team. Uh, absolute beast on yeah, the back Nagby end. Nagby is a workhorse. You can tell early in the year when they were giving up a bunch of goals first now, having him back is so, so important. So yeah. what about... FC Cincinnati, a team that struggled early but has gotten some of their defenders back, has gotten some of those guys up and scoring a lot of goals. Well, you, who, who do we have to look for? Well, you talk about veteran presence with uh, Nagby there and how, how much that presence of a guy like a workhorse like that, how much that adds to the team. And, oh, yeah, they have Geoff now, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they have uh, Geoff, Jeff Cameron, uh, MLS veteran, soccer veteran, uh, a great defender, and even in his first match, I mean, you saw him add to the defense in FC Cincinnati. Well, he was on the team of the week last week. Yeah, Dallas. yeah, and one one thing that they actually have always excelled at is winning winning their duels. And right now, I think they're ranked fifth in the league in winning their de- duels defensively. And I think what's duels. important what's what, that? I, I mean, is it like one on one, one on one defense defense chances and. I think having like take the pistol four steps back. I know that's yeah. what I was three steps. Like, that's back, wild. Count to ten. Um, no, one of the things that a veteran like that helps with that is doing knowing what to do with the ball afterwards. You know, you can have great defenders, but clearing it through the midfield, and then in the midfield you have two huge additions in Alvaro Barrial, who currently leads uh, leads the team in scoring with three goals, and <laughs> you have uh, the biggest impact. I think the new uh, member to this will be his first uh, game in the Derby. Is Lucho Acosta who has two goals with the team right now? But I mean, he's the, been scoring a lot recently. I mean, yeah. he's been on the score and he creates chances. Recently. I mean, the team finally has no like that true eleven, the true playmaker. He's creating seven point two nine shot creating actions per ninety minutes. Um, that's the second most in MLS. 
uh, trails only um, Carl Gill's uh, uh, nine scoring chances per 90 minutes created, uh, and that's on New England, who's arguably the best team in the league right now, or at least in the East. So, you know, you're seeing a quality player that's running up there with the best right now, and he's only uh, he's second in the league also in uh, dribbling and ball control, second to Columbus Crew's Lucas Zellerion. And Greg, Heard I don't about know about you, yes. but we, you know, we've had the team rivalry and everything, but I don't think we've really had any like player rivalries develop yet. And I would love to see the rivalry between Lucas Zellerion and Luciano Acosta develop because they're both very creative playmakers. They add an extra element to the attack. Um, both great off of set pieces. So I'm excited to see. Where, where's the cost of this MLS Cup tattoo? He won one. Oh, no, I don't think he has But he got an MLS Cup tattoo. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Act like you've been. I didn't know there was like, I bet some Clippers players have some International League tattoos somewhere too. <laughs> More International Leagues than you've ever won. Huh? I mean, what? Not everyone can have a shittily done, what, uh, hey, 740 hey, tattoo? Hey, 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 you know where this was done? <laughs> Be listic tattoos right across from street from campus zach was practicing uh squad with the uh, brooker's famous tattoos yes. the i'm very familiar with the with the brooker's famous tattoos parlor oh i would not get a brooker tattoo but uh, yeah i mean i'm excited to see the new pieces uh they're more new for fc cincinnati than they are columbus but i'm excited to see those midfields go at it um i think another big change for fc cincinnati Playing in the five three two, Yop Stom has done a great job adapting the team to that. Oh, Mr. Of, Clean. Yeah, Mr. Clean. What does he look like? I'm still not sure at this point. Uh, but I think he's done a great job. I, he got uh, MLS Team of the Week honors uh, two weeks back, and I mean, going their road record right now is enough to always have him in that conversation. I think if they can continue this form, but I think moving further away from the uh, Dutch experiment in the four three three and moving into this five three two just helps those new pieces mesh together a lot better. So then the question comes aside of meshing and, you know, having that, uh, you know, Acosta poetry and, you know, ability to get them forward. What else does FC Cincinnati need to do to get their first win at the new stadium? I think they need to maintain the good possession numbers they've had right now. They've done a really good job of playing equally on both ends of the field like I said, is that defense still a lot of moving pieces there. So I think going up against the likes of Lucas Zellerion, Jassi Sardes, you know, those are, I think, a little higher caliber players than they've been playing against lately. So, you know, winning those duels in the Columbus attacking third and then, you know, running that counterattack, I think, is going to be important keeping Columbus off their heels. What about what's your one key for Columbus? Well, I would say... Uh... Really, the the biggest key I think is is just being able to figure out something on offense. They've had some points where they've been stagnant on offense, had to hold back too much, especially a heavy possession team like Cincinnati. You don't just want them running around in your end. I think the other thing is, especially early in the game, handling the emotions of the game. Recently, they've had a majority a majority of their games being those high emotion games. You know. They played Austin, which is kind of like a manufactured rivalry with their former owner being the Austin owner. They had and, Austin for Austin's yeah. home opener, didn't they? As their second, second game. game. So, but, you know, still second game in a new right. stadium, high emotions, kind of that manufactured rivalry. Last game at Crew Stadium, first game at 
the new stadium and now you know the first derby at the new stadiums so high emotions sometimes they've had some issues early and i think that's a real problem because when they've given up goals early you know they bounce back against uh new england but they haven't always been able to bounce back quite as early and cincinnati's been a team that you know in a lot of their games probably a large majority of their goals you know like both ways have happened in the first half hour of the game so if you don't come ready to play you could find yourself down to nothing right away and it's not the fc cincinnati of old where you're like all right we can turn it on and figure out two goals later they actually have some semblance of defense where it's like if if you let things get away then they can certainly get away and you can drop a game to nothing very quickly sure sure well we have our predictions for the first leg of the hell is real derby here in 2021 but you'll have to find those friday on our social media at 30 rack of sports we'll let you know who we got and you can let us know who you got follow us on social media at 30 rack of sports facebook twitter and instagram that's our big chug all right guys you want to know what's brewing in ohio what is brewing in ohio well this one i'm just doing one this week because it's very important to us locally here in Cincinnati. I don't know if you guys know what the Crown is, but it's uh, basically an TV organization. TV show Netflix. Yes, but it's basically <laughs> an organization in Cincinnati trying to uh, connect the city. They have one of the uh, coolest logos I've ever seen. Side note there, but mm. they are doing a fundraiser right now with a bunch of breweries. Uh, this trail is supposed to be a 34-mile-long multi-use trail that connects a bunch of Cincinnati neighborhoods. could be a really, really cool thing to have, not only to connect the city and connect neighborhoods, but to connect breweries as well. And that's what the Crown is trying to do with Ales for Trails, happening this July at a variety of breweries, um, Mostly down on the east end of Cincinnati. Um, you've got Listerman and Mad Tree kind of up in uh, the Xenia Oakley, or Xenia, excuse Xenia. me. <laughs> Xavier, Xavier University, Norwood Oakley, Oakley <clears throat> area. Uh, you also got Streetside Brewery that we've had on the show before, uh, Big Ash and Deadlow, some great breweries on the east side, uh, as well as 50 West is a big one there. And I know 50 West, they're big into canoeing, biking, mm -hmm. the recreation and everything. So this is a really cool thing. You're buying beers at these areas. Um, Cincinnati, the only major city in Ohio without a brewery passport program. So really? kind of, yeah. Yeah, so, it's big in Columbus. Yeah, and, big in Columbus, in big up in Cleveland. Uh, but we don't have that here in kind of getting this multi-use trail. Again, 34 miles long, guys, could do... So many benefits for the city, so many benefits for the breweries, and so many benefits for the people, the big crossover of people who like that recreational stuff and like the Ohio craft beers. So you can learn more about this at crowncincinnati.org, as well as where we get all of our brewery news at ohiocraftbeer.org. You can follow them on social media at ohiocraftbeer. Thanks to all who participated in the Ohio Brew Hall this July 4th. Make sure to keep getting out there and supporting your local breweries. Right, guys, beer coming back. Yeah, guys, that's what's brewing in Ohio. All righty, we move on to the end of our show after uh, another edition of 30 Rack Sports. Uh, once again, want to give a shout out to Sam Adams Taproom down in Cincinnati. The Kavik uh, the Red uh, Red IPA was a was a wonderful beer. It very was very good. Beer. 
but uh, really good. And of course, all of the listeners of 30 Racket Sports, hopefully you had a wonderful and safe 4th of July weekend. Zach, who are you choosing this wonderful week? I'm really interested to hear this pronunciation. Um, I'm going to botch the pronunciation. I was even listening to the phonetics of it, so I apologize. I Maybe we'll get it down before he graduates. Uh, but uh, JT Tuamalo, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, five-star defensive end recruit that gives Ohio State two of the top four recruits, both defensive ends in this class. Five stars. Um, you know... Congrats to him. Coming in from Washington State to Columbus. Uh, made my 4th of July. Uh, everybody better watch out. They, they, they just... They within two possessions of Alabama. Ryan Day like, just reloaded. He didn't rebound. He just reloaded. He's got all of Ryan Day's guys. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just you wait till he's got all of his just guys. Wait. He's got all of his boys. See what the Papa John Hall is going to look like after <laughs> they lose the Fiesta Bowl again, okay? <laughs> All right, all right. You know, you know, make your jokes now. We'll, we'll be having, I'll be having a fun laugh. Come, uh, you know, first of the year, gentlemen. So. Hey, you know, it's July now. Last month without football, so we're almost there. You'll have, you'll have your say. I'm, I'm excited. I'm stoked. We get Oregon, who talked a bunch of shit about this recruitment. It's down to Ohio State in Oregon. You get for him, and then they all talked about how they're gonna kick. They're gonna come. They're gonna fly to Columbus to play a twelve o'clock game. Oregon getting screwed. It's a twelve o'clock kickoff, and that they're going to beat Ohio State's ass. So, I don't pretty even stoked know. I, about I know it. Thibodeau's at uh, Oregon. Who else do they even have? They bring him back, Herbert. Bring him back. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. I don't Darkest know. Darkest Dariota. It'll be around that. Of Zips all the conferences, you got to watch the trap Any game. kind of shit to anybody. The Pac-12 is like the last one. Not sure about that. Well, shout out to Ohio State. I guess reloaded and ready to go next. Exactly. Year. So, In summation, good job, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Josh, who are you shouting out? Guys, I'm shouting out. Uh, you see what shirt I'm wearing? It says. I you, can't read. I, you, I see it. If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping. And this shirt originates from my shout out this week, the Cobra, Dave Parker, who wore the shirt into the Pittsburgh Pirates dugout at the time. The Pirates. Pittsburgh fans will like this. You remember that time the Pirates were were good for a while. Hey, they were good for quite. They, they were, were they were good for quite a while. Garrett's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Long before that, but uh, Dave Parker and this is a great connection to our show and our beers, by the way, because Dave Parker said that he wore the shirt. He got the shirt made and wore it because he wanted to get the team hitting and everything. And as they were driving around Pittsburgh one night, they were outside of a Parliament concert and they heard the song. Mothership Connection, uh, which has the lyrics, if you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys. And he was like, man, it'd be nice to just like get everyone fired up with a badass like saying like that that gets, just gets everyone fired up. And uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, much about Parliament, but these lyrics on my shirt that Dave Parker wore are none other than the lyrics of Bootsy Collins. Are, oh. are you talking about 30 Rack? Close personal friend. Oh, yeah. Lucy Collins? Oh, yeah. Namesake nice. of uh, the fretboard uh, IPA there. And uh, I just wanted to shout out the Cobra. Nice. Dave Parker for being a badass ball player. And uh, Bootsy Collins, of course, our dear friend. Oh. Miss you, Bootsy. Always, Hope you're doing well. Always a shout out to our close exactly. personal friend, uh, Bootsy Collins. Uh, guys, for my shout out, a little bit off the beaten path. But, of course, everything comes back to the state of Ohio. 
All right. Uh, Want to give a shout out uh, to the Slovenian national team. Slovenia, beautiful country. Go to Ljubljana sometime. Absolutely beautiful, like scenery and everything. Right near the Mediterranean, so very awesome place to go. I've I've seen some pictures; it's unbelievable. Off the path from Greenland, but, Denmark, and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, this is like Croatia, Slovenia, okay. that kind of area. Josh doesn't know that is. He didn't know the Mediterranean so, is. Slovenia. <laughs> if you guys had to take a guess, the largest population of Slovenians not in Slovenia. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> Maybe I told you that before the show. Maybe I didn't. So Slovenia, uh, you know, large immigrant population in the state of Ohio. Actually, uh, I think it's like five or six times larger than their population in any other state. Slovenia, a country of just a few million people. I think it's like two between two and three million qualified for the Olympics. First time ever. So shout out to them. Uh, of course, Luka Doncic, uh, you know, 31 points. 13 assists, 11 rebounds, beat a tough Lithuanian team, and Lithuania has been a basketball powerhouse mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. I mean, even the Ball Brothers played in the Lithuanian... Trump Lithuania is one of those odd, like, international teams where you talk about, like, FIBAs and stuff that's always competitive, and you're like, why? Yeah, meet, beat Zabonis and Valanchunas. I mean, yeah. come on. So some former All-Stars there. So shout-out to uh, Slovenia and, you know, the large Ohio population. Like we said, everything comes back to Ohio. So uh, shout out to them and uh, should be a fun Olympics coming up here soon in a few weeks. Uh, we will be on break. I'll but follow the baseball. Be excited to I'm... see. Oh, baseball. I'm excited for the U.S. Uh, roster full of old men and a bunch of AAA dudes. Todd <laughs> Frazier. Uh, former outfielder Anthony Gosa <laughs> out there. So um, Yeah, I forgot. Tony. It's Tony now. He goes by Tony. Tony. Tony Gosa. <laughs> So uh, a lot of interest out there, but uh, guys, I believe that's that's all we got. Uh, once again, shout out to Sam Adams Brewing and uh, all the listeners of Thirty Rack Sports. I believe we have just a couple more episodes before we take our break and then come back after the Olympics, ready to go for football, football, and more football. So, oh, and uh, some postseason baseball. And some postseason. I mean, baseball. it probably won't be. In the it probably won't be either. Tournament. It probably won't be either of our teams, but you know. Yeah, can't wait to talk about the uh, the Dodgers and the Rays at some point. I'm excited like about it. So, uh, for Zach on the opinions, Peace. for Josh on the ones and twos. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to Thirty Rack Sports. Bye bye now.